It's Glad Time! What are you glad about today? Glad Time is a show about learning to be glad, even in the most difficult circumstances. We will talk about how to walk through those struggles and find gladness along the way. Join me each episode as I visit with real people who share their stories of hardship and how they manage to come to a place of gladness. Robin, it's good to see you. Good to see you too. I'm so excited to do this with you today. I am so excited and thrilled and honored to be on here with you. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm honored to have you. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what are you glad about today? What am I glad about today? Well, I am glad for air conditioning. <laughs> Because it is just humid as can be here in Maryland. I'm sure it's similar down in Tennessee. <laughs> it actually has cooled off the last couple of days, so that's <laughs> that's good. And I'm um, I'm glad I'm I'm sitting down in my home studio space. I I teach full time. It's my full time job, and I have just for the first time in like four years rearranged this space, and it just feels uh, really. It's got a nice flow to it. So I'm just sitting down here being glad about that today. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so glad you're glad. Well, this show is called Glad Time, and I wanted to have people on here who I've watched go through struggles of various kinds and who somehow have managed to remain glad during that time. So I wanted to have you because you were the first person I thought of, actually. Thank you. Because I watched you go through the death of your son, and Mm -hmm. um, I was just amazed at how glad you remained through that whole thing. And so I just kind of wanted to walk through that with you and just see what process you went to. So first of all, I would like for you just to tell us what your life was like um, on that day, like what was it like before and then what was it like after the event happened? And just tell us what happened that day. Sure, sure. So um, it was the summer of 2005 and my my four sons, um, at the time Joshua was 11, Caleb was 10, um, and the, the my younger two boys, which is so strange now because they're in their 20s now, but my younger two boys were, uh, Micah was six and Jacob was four. And we were actually traveling. We do, we do, um, especially during that time in our life, we did a lot of what we call domestic missions. So we did a lot of outreach in cities here in the U.S., especially up and down the East Coast. So we had been up in the Boston area. We had been in New York. Uh, we actually had a team of interns with us. So I think we had like five young people between college and high school age that were traveling with us and another family. And we had taken a, one of those weeks and gone out to Western Maryland, which is pretty rural, pretty mountainy and rural, and stayed at a, um, a, a set of two homes that are owned by a friend of ours. And I had come home a couple of days early because I had some things to tend to here. So I took my younger two boys and our dog and came home. And on that, um, on the, on that day, on August 5th, my older two sons, again, they were 11 and 10, were in a vehicle with, um, with the wife of the family that was traveling with us and kind of going from one property to the other. 
the road was very gravelly and unfortunately she lost control of the of the van that she was driving and the van flipped and our young our younger of the two sons Caleb was was thrown from the vehicle and um was not you know was not in good shape so we ma- we managed um the rest of the crew that was in the car so it was my older my older son and then this woman's two sons ran back to where the rest of the team was and my husband was able to be on site um with Caleb and actually was able to be with him as he as he passed away from his injuries so um yeah so it was one of those very suddenly things obviously one of those things we never thought would happen in some ways kind of a freak accident and um I don't talk too much about my husband's interaction with Caleb on the roadside because that's his story to tell, but there were some really, um, some really beautiful moments in there. And, you know, we're a family of faith and there were some things that God really, um, you know, as we say, sometimes God kind of showed up in those moments and was, was present with him. So, um, but you know, very suddenly you go from having four healthy, beautiful children to just having that, that devastating loss. So, um, Pretty soon after that, he came back and, and uh, this was, you know, this was 16 years ago. So cell phone signals and stuff were pretty bad, mm-hmm. but my husband was able to call me. He called our pastor first, told him and the pastor and his wife started to head to our home. So they would be there by the time he called me. So um, he called me. We had a, you know, a conversation you know, I was, I was in disbelief of feeling a lot of things, of course. And then our, our, our pastor and his wife, they're very good friends of ours, Kevin and Becky Harrison showed up at our front door. And then, you know, from that point on life, our normal changed. I always say that we had to find our new normal because our normal as it was in that time was never going to be the same again. And, and that's tough. It's, there's no, there's no manual for walking through a loss like that. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we had to, we had to be strong for each other. We had to be strong for our other three boys, but you also have to allow yourself time to grieve. And over the last 16 years, that looks like a lot of different things at different times. Um, So, and there are times, you know, there are times I have felt, you know, a, a, a pretty substantial peace. There are times that I've been able to still find my positivity and joy, but there are also times where I've been angry and I've been frustrated and I've just been flat out sad. So, so I think you just have to kind of go with the emotions as they come. And that's, um, that's where we've, that's where we've been and walked for the last 16 years. Wow. That's, I'm so sorry. Um, but just watching you, uh, you know, I didn't know you very well at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, your sister. Yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah. And, um, you know, she told us about it. And, of course, we were all devastated for you all. And, um, yeah, just such a tragic event. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you go from something like that to a place where you do find gladness? How does, how does that, what does that look like? And, and how do you get there? Honestly, this, this sounds like a cliche, but you really, especially in those first few years, you take it one day at a time. (laughs) And there were days where my biggest accomplishment was putting one foot in front of the other and wearing clothes. That was like, I got out of bed today. That was the biggest thing. And then there were other days where I found myself laughing again and singing again. But for a long time, you just are 
doing the next thing. There are oftentimes you're just doing the next thing. And I, I think the thing that I, one of the most valuable lessons I learned from this time is that you have to go with and sit with the emotion that you're feeling at the time. And I have a, a really, really close friend. Her name is Jess. We were both teaching at a Christian school together that fall. And she just so beautifully allowed me to feel what I was feeling that day. If I came in that day and we were laughing and silly and great, she would just come right along with me. If I had a day, I walked in and she could tell like, okay, today's going to be a rough one. And she would just sit with me in it. And I use the, I use the term, you, you just sit in the muck with someone and hold their hand until the muck goes away. <laughs> and so I think it's important to not push everything down and not try to fix everything or pretend like you're not feeling how you're feeling. But just if you're having one of those days, roll with it, fully give over into it and let it be one of those days. And, you know, the next day most likely won't be quite as rough. So, yeah. Well, so you were teaching at the school? Yes. Yeah, I was so. teaching at the school, which it was really really quite a godsend because um, I had been homeschooling up to that point. So to be homeschooling and not have Caleb at home anymore would have been really, really difficult. So I was teaching at a small Christian school and Josh actually happened to be in my class, which was perfect because he and I could keep tabs on each other. So um, oftentimes being busy <laughs> for me was kind of a saving grace that first year. Um, just, just keeping busy and doing things, but also he and I keeping, you know, tabs on each other as we both walked through that and went through the healing process together. And my younger two were in the school too. So we were all together, which was good. Well, um, wow. I just lost my train of thought, but <laughs> so you had four, you had three boys then mm-hmm. left. And I am just curious what that was like going through with them and how, yeah. how, it was actually really interesting because the younger two were so young when it happened. And they, especially Jacob, he was only, he was only four years old when he, when he lost his brother. So he grieved like later. Um, when he was in elementary school later, sometimes his second or third grade teacher, and I always told their teachers what the situation was in case anything came up his teacher would, would send a note home saying, Hey, Jacob was feeling sad about his brother today. So it was almost like he emotionally had to mature a little bit so he could catch up and process the loss that he'd experienced. So again, we would just roll with it, whatever anyone was feeling that particular day. Um, in a lot of ways, and I know I'm going to cry when I talk about this because I always do. Um, in a lot of ways, I think it's been hardest on Josh because they were very best for, he and Caleb were very best friends um, as a matter of fact, this past, we just passed August 5th, which was the 16th year. And, um, Josh and I went out to lunch together and I just kind of let him talk and process. Cause in, in a lot of ways, I think he, um, he took the biggest hit from the loss, the day to day loss. And so, uh, so we just let ourselves feel it and walk it through together and stay connected. That's the biggest thing that we can do. And how old is he now? He's 27. He'll be 28 in October. So. He's a, he's a full grown man. They all, they all, they're all men now, which is crazy. (laughs) Well, and he is, he's the one that's been through the cancer, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh goodness. So that was, you know, the big blow number second worst day of my life. Um, uh, fall of 2019, my husband and I had just gotten home from a camping trip and, and Josh had called me and he was at the time 25 and in, just in tears and said, mom, I am in pain. I don't know what's going on. I have this pain in my chest. So I took him to the ER. Um, no idea anything was going on. 
And by the end of the ER visit, the doc basically came in and said, you know, I'm not an oncologist. I can't tell you this with certainty, but it looks like the pain in his chest is from a tumor. And it looks like he has um, lymphoma cancer in four of his organs. And I don't, a lot of people don't know this, but the stages of cancer have to do with how many organs are affected by the cancer. Okay. So overnight, we are given a stage four cancer diagnosis for our healthy 25-year-old son. And um, this time, I was the one having to make the phone call home to, to tell my husband what we had found. And, you know, just dove headfirst into, into cancer treatment, chemo. Um, that fall went through chemo. He was doing well, but then we found out in January the cancer had spread to his brain. He had three lesions in his brain. So he was transferred uh, to a different hospital and started radiation and a higher cocktail of chemo. And then COVID hit in the midst of all of that. So there were hospital stays where we couldn't be in there with him. And even though he's a full-grown man, it's still your kid. It's still tricky. Um, But... A lot of dark days in there too, a lot of struggle, a lot of, um, you know, leaning on our faith and leaning on the wonderful people that are in our lives, people that will drop everything to, you know, be or do whatever we need them to be or do. Um, so the, the, the short wrap up to that story is he ended up having a, a CAR T cell transplant this past fall. And since dis, since this past December has been in remission officially and all of his scans are coming back clean. So we're grateful for that. But yeah, to absolutely. But to go through that, you know, especially after what we've gone through, it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's yeah, very- I, mean, did you, I mean, did you feel like, you know, why me? I mean, did you ever yeah. have those feelings? Honestly, yeah, there are there have been times I'm like, okay, what else do we have to walk through? Um, and in you know things, it's it's not fair, and and I'm angry, and like letting letting yourself feel all of those things. I I think it's hard to be truly glad and hard to be truly grateful if you don't let yourself go to those like ugly emotions. Um, you know, a lot of us are brought up that, you know, don't feel the bad emotions, push them down, just be happy, be happy all the time. Yeah. But you've got to let yourself go there. You've got to let yourself not be okay. Sometimes in order to get to the place where you, you are okay, and you can heal from those things. So. Wow, amazing, Katie. <laughs> um, I know that you currently have a show that you do a podcast and um I don't know what all is it tell me about the Mom and Katie show and how that has helped you through you know through oh some of your so tell me oh about so much it's been like it's been like therapy it's been awesome so um so Mo Barrett, who is my co-host and my best friend and actually is the baritone in the quartet that I sing in, and that's how I know you You also, Robin, is through a Women's Barbershop. Uh, we, Mo and I met at a Women's Harmony Brigade, and we got in a quartet together, and we would sit around and banter and talk and just find each other quite amusing. And it's funny because I have texts from a whole year before we started the Mo and Katie show saying, we should start a podcast. We should do it. Um, so again, the timing of all of this, it was right at the beginning of, of, um, COVID and we didn't know, you know, we didn't know we were heading into a pandemic, but we've decided from the beginning, our brand is gratitude, humor, and positivity. 
and we have stuck by that brand. We have both, um, she and I also share a shared note on our phones where every day we check in and write down three things for which we are grateful every single day. Um, And I I made these gratitude bracelets for us that have three beads. So, so three things each day that we're, you know, that we find to be grateful. And some days it's hard to find three things. I find like eight things. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so the Mo and Katie show, our podcast, um, it's been really, it's been just so much fun. I always say it's the thing I've always wanted to do and I never knew it. And I have been enjoying every second of it. We have so much fun. We, uh, we play silly games. We talk about positive things going on in the world, but we also sincerely are able to just connect with each other and with our audience. And it's just been, it's been so much fun. So, Well, the banter between you all is great <laughs> and very entertaining and uh, a kind of um, intellectual almost. I mean, it's, it's a smart humor. You Every know? once in a while, yeah. <laughs> we love puns. We love bad puns. Oh, yes. Um, that's one of our favorite pastimes. But <laughs> and it's been fun. And just like you, I'm sure, too, Robin, figuring out how to get things. You know, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, figuring out how to get the message out there and what the next steps are for that. So it's been a lot of fun. And we just we have a fantastic time. We do a new show every Friday. Awesome. Well, what well, can you tell Tell us how to find you if we are searching for you on the interwebs. Sure, sure. So if you go on any of those platforms, I'm, I'm a Spotify girl, so that's usually where I send people. But if you look for Mo and Katie's show, so Mo with just M-O, Katie with a Y. Um, sometimes you can use the word and, sometimes you have to use the little thing, the little swirly thing. I don't know. Oh, really? Amber sand or whatever. sand or whatever it is. <laughs> um, but if you go on any of those platforms, um, Amazon... Amazon, Apple, and Spotify, and then we are also on Buzzsprout, which is our which is our hosting organization. But just look up Mo and Katie Show okay. and hang out with us and play games with us and laugh at us. We don't even care. Just <laughs> right along with everything. So Well, I love it. Can you, um, before we sign off, can you tell me um, some advice that you would give to anybody who might be going through something tragic like yourself? Sure. Sure. Um, again, I would say the biggest thing is let yourself feel it. And, and even if the emotions are yucky or ugly or unpleasant, let yourself feel the bad emotions and then it's, and it's okay to feel glad and it's okay to feel happy in there as well. You're not betraying your situation if you feel happy. And I would also say, you know, lean on your faith and lean on the people around you. Uh, the people in the people in your life are in your life for a reason. So let them hold you up. Let them listen to you. It's funny. I'm a obviously verbal processor. So what was really helpful for me when Caleb died was actually just my friends letting me talk and letting me process about what happened and how I felt about it. So figure out how you process and find safe places to do that. And it really does make a big difference. That's awesome, Katie. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Yeah, we have to get together in person. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. Stupid COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what I'm glad about today? What are you glad about today, Robin? I'm glad I got to talk to you. And thank you. (laughs) Well, you have a great day. Thank you. And wishing all of your listeners a great day as well and that they can find things to be glad about too. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Robin. Thank you for joining me today for Glad Time. 
If you enjoyed listening, I'd appreciate it if you would like, subscribe, and share this podcast. Or, if you'd rather, just leave a good review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can encourage others to find something today to be glad about.